0: Welcome to the life of a Global Desi
1: a podcast that connects like-minded Desis all
0: over the globe by conforming to stereotypes and breaking them. Introducing Life of a Global Desi Interviews. Yes, we bring to you
1: our conversations with remarkable Global Desis who are doing some really cool
0: things in life. The idea is to bring fresh perspectives, add diverse voices and expand the Global Desi community. On to our episode now. Hello everyone. Today we have a very interesting episode. I know I'm gonna get a headache by the end of it because (laughs) we have Aarti and her fantastic girl gang back from school. I think sixth grade, they've known each other forever and um, I'm excited. Aarti, take it off. (laughs) Yes, so um, I'm here with my girlfriends
1: from sixth grade and uh, we have a ball of a time when we are together right now we are pretty much very far away so this is really a nice way for me to connect with them again talking about stuff that we usually talk about so this
0: is gonna be fun <laughs> uh yeah we're in five different locations i think we yeah. have uh, two continents and three continents uh three places in india right three continents yeah south america of course Arti, medellin i'm in boston Kaveri is in Sikandrabad, Mandira is in Bangalore, and Steffi is in the beautiful state of Rajasthan in Nasirabad. <laughs> so, this will be fun. Yes,
1: this will be. So, um, let's go around and introduce ourselves. I would invite the guests to introduce themselves, um, starting with Kaveri.
2: Uh, so, hi. Kaveri here. So, I grew up in Sikandrabad for the most of my life. It's, uh, it's how I met my ladies, um <laughs> following that i studied i pursued a degree in textile design at nift and um, so my work experience is not going to blow you away at least not right now but since we are getting to bed with our thoughts allow me to bore you with the details so i've worked at a few clothing stores here in hyderabad at amazon and even for myself and in fact i'm giving it a second, second shot and it's pretty like difficult and everything but um, if you ever hear of the directory please give it a a shout out or please look forward to it. At the moment, I'm obsessed with uh, my cat. I love staring at him and with Alain Delon. He's a brilliant actor. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen anything by him, but if you do, um, start with Rocco and his brothers or Purple Noon. They're brilliant movies. They're absolutely brilliant.
3: Yay. (laughs) All right, Stalvi. That's awesome. Hi, I'm Steffi. I am a Malayali Christian who, so far, has not yet found another for marriage. I'm also 30. So I've had my education, (laughs) as in an engineering degree in IT, and my job profile has got nothing to do with it. I work in the defense services, and every two to three years, I keep changing my location. Fun fact, in the past one year, I've been to 16 countries. Now go figure. I'm really excited to be here with the girls because I feel that it is so important and such an integral part of our lives to be surrounded by friends and family. And about time that we know that the good ones are to keep (laughs) and the ones that don't work out, well, you just got to let them go. That's awesome. And
0: next we have Mandira. Yeah. Hi, um, I'm Mandira. I recently
4: just finished my PhD in Sikandrabad and... um, Luckily, when I went there, I got back in touch with these three. Otherwise, I had left Secunderabad before uh, my 12th grade and I got to travel to a lot of other places. But um, yeah, so my life is sort of veering towards um, working with special kids, which I'm really, really passionate about. And um, yeah, so sort of uh research oriented i guess and uh, not particularly looking for marriage so let's just <laughs> like look at this <laughs> in a different perspective maybe from my side yeah
0: got it so we're super excited to have all four of you on the podcast and um four girls who are turning 30 this year is that correct yeah yep. This will be a fun (laughs) episode.
1: (laughs) Except for Kaveri, she's the baby in the group. She's turning 30 next Jan. So yeah, but did we forget to mention the theme of the episode? Uh, Sis, do you want to take us through it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I was just going to start to do that with four girls on this episode who are turning 30, some this year, some next year. We thought it would be really interesting to talk about um, a really pertinent question that society thinks is really pertinent but we keep getting asked a lot as girls which is when are you getting married beta i think it's a very very prevalent question that we keep hearing and um, let's demystify what is behind that question and why do you why do we think we get asked that question but before we do that um, we just wanted to do a quick fun um, activity to get to know our guests a little better. So our listeners get to do that. Each one of you, the three words that your friends would use to describe you and why do you think they chose those three words? So if we could start with Kavari.
2: Uh To describe myself? Mm-hmm. I think Tadi is the first one. I'm certain of it. Um, yeah, I have like I don't know. I, I try so hard to like be on time, but it's just a real struggle all the time. I think that's something that people will uh, attest to. Um, yikes. I mean, I think it's better if you guys answer this question. It's, am, I allowed to say, am I allowed to ask you guys for your opinion? Because
0: Okay, yeah. Why don't we do that? Why don't the three of you give each other the three words?
3: So yeah, for Kaveri, I think it would be sensitive because she's just so sensitive when it comes to animals or nature. She's just so loving in that way.
0: I agree yeah. with that. Knowing that she's adopted a dog right, from right outside her house. Um, <laughs> I think a stray puppy. That was so cute.
1: Yeah. And um, I would add a plus one to, to tardiness. But that I don't think that defines her in any way. I think what makes her a brilliant friend is just how caring and selflessly giving she is. Like she will just uh, make your day by doing special things out of the box um, just surprise you with really cute little gestures and I think that's what really makes her super special as a friend
4: (laughs) awesome Um, I love that yeah I would say that she is also one of the most non-judgmental people I've met true which is really nice yeah you can just say whatever you want to her and tell her whatever you want and you can be sure that she would not judge you for it (laughs)
0: lovely I love all those things and hope that gives the listeners a great insight into Kaveri how about Mandra? (laughs) okay
3: so so I want I I think uh, Mandra is like uh, super sensitive physically (laughs) because once she got a tetanus injection in 8th grade and she wouldn't let let us touch her okay (laughs) it was really funny so yeah
4: (laughs) man that was painful (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I would add to that by saying Mandira is like this, she's like Hermione Granger. She's like Miss Know-It-All. She'll come up with uh, some crazy trivia about just about everything under the sun. So that's what I think of when I think of Mandira to describe her.
2: Alright, so um, I think Mandira is extremely dependable. Um, so the thing is that Mandara uh, used to live with me for I think so she pursued her uh, her PhD in the same uh, place where I am right now in Hyderabad and um, so she would come and stay with me and I remember the one thing like whenever I got into like trouble with like a lot of technology related things and even otherwise I remember she was like super super <laughs> dependable like I, I could always uh, like ask her like if, even if it was like money or or like if something wasn't working or if you could help me do this like she's pre dependable extremely dependable.
0: So, yeah. That's awesome. I can definitely vouch for that. It took us an hour to get this recording done. And so, Kavani's yeah. testament to that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. What about Steffi? Ooh. I, I, have it. Steffi. I have a I have I think Steffi is the
1: most authentic person I know. Like, she speaks her mind, like, just off the blue. And then... She does not care about being politically correct at all. She shares what is really in her mind and in her heart, and in today's day and age, I feel like that's so rare and um, I really wish to be more like that
4: yeah, I think uh yeah artie uh, Steffi is like super boisterous as well. I think she is one of the happiest people you will ever meet, <laughs> yeah, even on you know bad when she day, enters the room. <laughs> Yeah, even on a bad day, she I I feel like she's happier than most of us are on, like you know, our That's bad true. days,
0: there. Yeah. Great. So her enthusiasm and just the positivity. We definitely need need more people like that. Anything else you'd like to add, Kavari?
2: No, because I was not say the also same fine. thing. Like she's like she's like, she's remained the same since school. She's a sweetheart. Okay.
0: Hopefully that gives um, all our listeners, uh, you know, a really good insight into these uh, four amazing and brilliant girls who are all somehow turning 30 this year, which I cannot imagine because I've known them since they were little kids and you know in pigtails. so it's definitely very interesting to hear their perspectives and you know what they think about each other. So let's jump right in. My first question to these four spinsters right now is why do you think marriage is such a major part of a girl's life in a Desi context and in the Indian society? You know, why do you think it trumps other milestones, even like, say, graduation or any career high that you might have had? Everyone ends up asking about, when are you getting married, beta?
4: Um, I guess, historically speaking, we can just say that women weren't expected to go out. So it's sort of like carried on in tradition, maybe. And they just, they're like, you know, you were not expected to work. And even now, what's the point of you working? something like that like it's something to do with a very deep-rooted traditional cultural thing maybe yeah i i think that's why probably
2: yeah i would agree
3: yeah so i think I, i would agree with her as well because i think initially it was all about physicality and who was more stronger so back in the days when this did start so it was felt that women needed to be protected uh so maybe it was a concept which started like that and because of which it was thought that she should be left in the confines of a home which is more safe and the man should go about doing the hunting and all the protection and stuff like that but then over time things have changed and yet it's um maybe it's not in all parts of the world that it has changed but yeah it's still very prevalent and uh, sometimes a woman is even looked after uh, looked at as a liability like you know it's better to just settle her and get her married off so yeah i think it's very deep rooted like mandira bought out
2: yeah it's a certain condition you're conditioned to think like that and although like being well educated now is a feather in your cap no one really expects you to uh, go beyond that like if you're well educated it's great and it'll help you get like a really good alliance and stuff like that but no one's really expecting you to be like a ceo or anything like it's fine You've done your bit, child. Like
4: like I, uh, a few years back, I had met this uh, palmist and he said something really interesting. He said that uh, nowadays we look at women, uh, women's right hand, whereas earlier we used to only look at their left hand while the man's right hand used to be seen. Simply because they said that your left hand is what you're born with and the right hand is what you make of yourself and women are supposed to be born with the left hand and they're supposed to make themselves as their left hand. So basically they don't need to go out and do something about themselves which will change their fate. So that was an interesting thing. Yeah, it was interesting. I told you yeah.
1: Madara is all about trivia and interesting <laughs> stuff from
4: everywhere around the world.
1: Uh, but yeah, I agree with these girls. Um, it's a mix of, I think, definitely deep-seated, deep-rooted patriarchy at some level, where uh, you need a woman to be in the house. And like marriage was more of a economic um alliance like if you trace it back to history i feel like a big reason for that a big part of indian culture i'm, I'm sure like other cultures too but in, in indian uh, culture still till date it's illegal but still it is but that used to be a good way of trying to get wealth into your family so you would find someone either who's wealthy uh to try and get uh them in and the second piece about patriarchy why it is uh no sorry about conditioning i wanted to add to kaveri's point which is um, these are just uh, ideas that have been perpetuated forever, right? Like uh, a girl is married, uh, born to be married. And even when you're a kid, you have these, you play house, house or ghar ghar basically. And you dream about being married. Your cinema and popular culture t- tells you that, oh, you need to fantasize about getting married. And that is your ultimate goal, which is uh, kind of like fed to us since we were kids, Um, And like when you're even playing doll with the dollhouse, uh, then you're getting two dolls married. So it's this whole idea and theme of marriage is central, um, I feel like. And that's why we so strongly get
0: imbibed into that culture. That's very interesting. And thanks for sharing all of your personal (laughs) perspectives. I'm curious to hear, when was the first time someone asked you, when are you getting married beta? and who was it who asked you that question what was your response and how did it make you feel
3: okay so the first time that i was asked this question was probably when i was attending someone's wedding and when all the relatives come to you and they're like you're next you're next and you're like yeah i'm just studying in school okay so but then out of respect you're like you just smile it off and i think that's the first time when i was really asked this (laughs) So, uh, interestingly enough, I was not asked this by uh, someone older than me,
4: Um, well, sort of older, but then uh, after my bachelor's, I had gone to visit my dad in uh, like the place he was commanding in Uttarakhand. And there was this uh, guy who came up to me and asked me. Uh, so you've completed your bachelor, right? I said, yeah. So he says, oh, you look just like you. Uh, you've just gone to school. So uh, when do you plan to get married, you know, I'm also I'm also a Tamilian. And I just looked at him, and I just I was extremely uncomfortable. So I, just, I was like, okay, that's nice to know. But I've just completed my bachelor's and I plan to study further. It was nice meeting you. I just. I was really tiny and I had not thought about marriage at all. So I was just super uncomfortable. The only thing I thought of was like hightailing it out of there towards my dad. Yeah, so that's what I did.
1: It's interesting how you describe like bachelors, uh, having completed your bachelors to be like uh, really tiny. But that's so true, right? Emotional maturity wise, I feel like we were still learning so much about ourselves even. um, And it's been such a process and journey. Oh, well, for me, when I have been asked that is when I was much younger. I feel like every family function you go to from a very young age, this seems to be the theme. Every relative wants to know when you're getting married or what about this one? When is she going to get married? And my mom would always have to say things like, oh, she's still in school or something like that. But what is more interesting is from a very young age, and this might be including another person, uh, piece, another popular societal belief in India, which is around just uh, dark skin, right? And I don't want to mix up too many issues. But the way it was implied was I remember I was very young and I was at a family function. And my mother was advised to save up a lot of dowry because both my sister and I have like darker skin tones. And I was just like, we're not even grown up yet. And her advice is to save up dowry for some future wedding that will happen because she thinks she's. our parents are going to have a really tough time finding us a groom because we both are, you know, dark-skinned. So that was a very interesting context to be introduced to this idea of marriage as a trade or a barter even.
2: But that's what it actually is. I mean, it used to be at least. <laughs> um, like, we take your lady and, uh, you know anyway so yeah i think i got asked i don't like There's no. i don't remember the specific uh like an instance but i like i think when i became like 27 or 28 probably around 28 my my, my family my mom may have like asked me just like you know on the surface and like she would just mention marriage in conversations and stuff and i'm like what um, it, it would always make me nervous i do i like i at the time I didn't think, and even now I have my reservations against it. I'm not too sure about it, um, so yeah, I I just try to avoid the conversation uh, very poorly. I sometimes, most of the time, I can do fights about it. But yeah, it's not um, it's not something I've dealt with very well.
0: Thanks for sharing that um, so candidly. I think each one of you has very beautifully identified some of the deep-rooted. Um, you know, nuances that exist in society and, and why people ask these questions, which, first of all, I believe is not even uh, appropriate. It's completely out of uh, out outside of the line of proprietary propriety. But um, but yeah, how can you stop people? Right. So the other question, just related to that, is how often are you thinking about this question for yourself, right? Do you ever think about, well, when am I getting married? Like, what is, is that something that comes to your mind? How often do you think about it?
2: Well, as an adult now, I don't don't actually think about it very often. The only time uh, I think about it is when it's brought to my attention. Um, So a couple of years ago, when my mom uh, started talking to me about it, and I have an elder sister. I think she was also, also not quite like, keen on it, but she, I, I suppose, she accepted it that it was something that was going to happen to her, and she was like, "Okay, I'll shoulder the responsibility." And often, then I would talk to her. I'm like, "I'm not ready. I'm not quite ready for this," and she would tell me. So the, her two main reasons were like one of the reasons that people insist on getting married is biological, uh, and the other is companionship, and uh, we can get into that uh, a little later. But basically that's what was like I was never it never came to me on my own I was always asked to think about it but and I always avoided it because I never knew where to go from there I didn't I couldn't answer the question as to whether or not I wanted to get married I wasn't too sure if I wanted to be someone's wife or if I wanted to have children I like kids but I'm not sure if I want any and uh, I think all of that was very like my my family didn't deal with it uh, very well. They were like, We could think about it, you know. Like we used to have arguments about it, but then like we could finally give it a shot. And uh, So I'm 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 trying to keep my mind open to it now, but I'm still not quite sold on mm. the idea.
0: So the so the I guess the answer is not very often, right? Unless you're reminded of it. That's very interesting. No, yeah. It says no. says a lot about no, how yeah. You know, some one of you earlier said how we're force fed this question, but it doesn't naturally come to us. It's not like we're sitting and dreaming about it all day. No. Interesting. Mandara? Yeah,
4: I uh, I'm actually yeah the same as Kavya. Like I don't particularly think about it very often. But recently, I think all of my friends are slowly getting married, and like other friends are talking about <laughs> marriage, or some friends are going through like marriage alliances. And I'm I'm just I I think I only think about marriage when it is brought to my attention, and I. I'm just like, if, you know, my mindset right now is just, I think I was completing my PhD. I just finished and submitted and I didn't want anything to interfere with that. And now I'm looking like I want to continue and start my career. And I, I don't think I'm mentally ready for like being dependent and expecting someone to be dependent on me, uh, be it in whatever context. So uh, I think I would rather be independent before Mm -hmm. this thing happens, and uh, yeah. But then um, yeah, my parents started talking to me about it in uh, when I I was like twenty one or twenty two, and I was just not comfortable with the idea, and I was just like, I also have an elder sister who is as old as you, Mm Archana. So I was just like, let her get married first, and then she got married, and they're like, so what about you? And then a few alliances came and there was like a lot of confusion and complications and heartaches. But yeah,
3: personally speaking,
4: rarely, I rarely think about it.
3: Okay, so one fun fact is that all four of us have elder sisters. So it's a given that all four of us had to wait for the elder ones to get married first. (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's something we have in common.
1: Which is so, also so funny, you know, this whole thing of bade wali ko pehle shadi karna
3: hai. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So, you know, in a way, you have a buffer. You're like, oh, I have to wait till she gets married and I have all the time to have fun. Yeah, but uh, for me, it's like ever since I was a kid, I grew up watching a lot of movies. So, I think I was always fantasizing about getting married. Like, for me, it was like meri shadi hogi types, you know. I was kind of like, I always looked forward to it. But then as I grew up, it was more about dating someone. And uh, there was also a stage in which I would, you know, laugh it off by saying that, oh, look at these people getting married so early. You know, I'd be like, oh my goodness, she's not even lived her life and she's married now. And at the age of 23, she's had her first kid. But over the years, I feel that when we give so much importance to our career, our education, uh, maybe even getting a right uh, partner you know, to share things is also important. So it really doesn't matter at which age you find that person. Uh, The sooner, it's not like the sooner the better, but it could be early, it could be late. But uh, I feel like, you know, we shouldn't uh, think like getting a partner too early is not cool. So that's something that I used to think like. And as of right now, because I'm also in a profession in which uh, family stability is kind of like it adds to your credibility, which is kind of a downer, because, you know, they look at people who are married, probably have kids, they'll be more sorted out or something, which I don't think is the case. That is one thing. The second thing is that, uh, like Kaveri mentioned about the biological aspects of it. Yeah, because, you know, there, there might be issues in having children, like, that's the only thing. But other than that, I don't feel a pressure. I'm still really trying to wait it out, you know, to find the right person. But yeah, I'm on many marital... Portals or whatever I can like number them like four or five at the moment so yeah.
1: yeah. I I feel like I'm kind of similar to Steffi on that front. I think I'm a bit too much of a hardcore romantic and I also do think about marriage a lot. So like for example, if I find a really cute guy that I'm maybe dating, maybe not even dating like or have just met the person first or just seen across the street pops into my head, or just, you know, across the street, I my head fast forwards into imagining myself with that person with two kids or 10 kids even and like living the life of my dream and then and then I have to always backtrack because I'm just like, okay, jumping the gun here, like that person doesn't even know my name. <laughs> but uh, I think this generally um, spoiled too much with this idea of romanticism, right? And how romanticism just spoils the idea of marriage in general because... This again through Bollywood or through Hollywood even we are fed this idea of um, to more through Bollywood this idea of saat janmo ka rishta which is you take uh, four seven circles at least like in Hindu marriages you take seven circles of the fire and uh, you will have seven lifetimes of companionship with that same person. It's, it's, it's an interesting analogy. It's Yikes. like, it's like nine <laughs> lives of a cat or something. <laughs> but, um, I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm not saying all this to disown any cultures, by the way, just, I, I mean, I just think it's so interesting, right, that we have had these ideas. And uh, um, so my personal, uh, like, how often do I think about it for myself? I think often enough, very often, in fact, uh, sometimes too often in a very non-realistic way, which is super interesting because I feel like the way I live my life is super non conformist in a lot of sense. And... um, Quite frankly, the idea of getting married scares me because I am uh, afraid that I won't get to have the kind of independence and freedom that I do because in India, when you get married, you're not just marrying the person or the individual, you're marrying their entire family, which is under the assumption that I would marry an Indian. If I don't, then obviously things change, but still um yeah
0: (laughs) that's very interesting it sounds like it ranges from I think about marriage every day or at least companionship every day to never until I'm brought it is brought to my attention that hey you are of marriageable age and you probably should have kids soon so let's please think about marriage um but I'd be curious to hear and I think some of you alluded to this what are your personal views on just the institution of marriage and in today's world do you think marriage is still a relevant institution why or why not
2: all right so i do think that it's uh, it depends on the person it is not for everyone people get into it i think like archie stated having a very romantic movie like idea of what being with someone is supposed to look and sound like but it is nothing like that it's in fact um, i've been told like when i was talking about uh, me like when my mom was talking to me about marriage and i was discussing it with other people they were like it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of hard work it's not just oh you know um we'll be together we'll be in love all the time you ha- i once read that loving you love people despite themselves you know besides who they are not just the good parts so i think being with that like that is pretty uh, you know like that's not very easy to do and not everyone's capable of it and i think instead of you know I think we should just accept it like be kinder to ourselves and be like okay fine if it's not it's not when it happens it will and it'll be well worth it you'll have a healthy relationship and that's what you should aim at so i do think that marriage is absolutely relevant if you want to start a family if you want companions if you want to have children and a family of your own um, I'm not talking about like your grandmothers and two families coming together. In the end, you and your partner having children, that is your family, yours and yours alone. And if you want that, if you want to bring kids into that, into a world, I I think then yes, marriage is absolutely like, it's totally valid. You know, I was reading this book, um, I forgot the name, but it, it was an interview between uh, uh, so there's this man called Joseph Campbell and he was being interviewed and he had a very balanced idea of marriage. He <laughs> said that when you get married to a person, you're basically coming together for the greater good. And that is essentially how, like, so when people fight and when you can't see eye to eye on subjects, you have to keep in mind that the whole thing about making sacrifices and compromises, people, can, nowadays, individuality is such a big thing that people are like, I'm not going to give up who I am. But when you fight or you have to compromise in a marriage, you're not giving up who you are. You're giving it up for something greater than that. And do you want to give it up for that? If you do, then it's well worth the compromise. If not, then, um, well, I don't know what to say about that, but it's for the greater good. It's for something bigger than just you. You're coming together with this other person to make something bigger than both of you. And I think that's a pretty mature and like pretty reasonable. That was actually the only version of like marriage being like described to me that I could actually accept. That I thought was it's pretty great up until that point i was like yeesh you know i wasn't too keen on it but i was like wow like that's that's actually a great way to see uh, to see it to view it
4: i don't know how to follow up on that but yeah um personally uh i think um marriage as an institution does hold some relevance because uh while I have seen like a lot of uh, couples who have been living together, they have children together, but then um, lawfully speaking, I guess marriage does hold a lot of relevance because, you know, as, <laughs> as spouses, you have, a lot of, um, you have a lot of rights and you have a lot of, you know, weightage. And clearly if you want to be one, one family, Uh, this piece of paper which makes you married is very, very, like, very much needed. And even in today's context, though, like, I feel people need to think a lot more before they do get married because I think it's much more easy to just separate and get divorced. And um, people need to think a lot about marriage before they do take that step. Um, and once they are in a marriage, they need to work a lot on it and just not like be aversive to the other person as like their personality or whatever. So, um, generally speaking, I think, yes. But then, uh, like Kavri said, I think it's all depending on person to person like, it's not for everyone. There are a lot of people who are just happy. Like one of my professors was very happy. And she's been living with her partner for 16 years, they have two kids. So I, I don't like I don't think that everybody is, like, interested in marrying. But then yes, it it does matter a lot. um, In a lot of ways. I think, yeah.
0: Interesting. So uh, yeah, that's actually very interesting. Kavari said that you know, if you want to build a family, then probably marriage is highly relevant. You mentioned legally, it's relevant, but you also just give an example of your professor who is who has built a family but is not legally married. Um, how you know? Do you think that's problematic, or do you think that's just as long as you are on the right page with your partner and on how to proceed with whatever comes your way? Do you think that that could still work? Then why do you really need? Yeah, that it legal... does work,
4: but then oh, okay, right. um. Uh, No, but then the thing is that, you know, uh, in times of crisis, uh, this thing of being a spouse will definitely come into effect, right? For example, something as simple as, uh, say, a retirement uh, pension. Once a person is deceased, their spouse gets half their pension. So something as simple as that, or for that matter, medical care—if one person can't take care of themselves, then the spouse has more rights over their treatment plan
3: than
0: a person who's living together, like and not married. Absolutely. So from a practical, purely practical standpoint, it's highly relevant. Makes sense.
3: Yeah. Awesome, Steffi. Uh, so I, I would like to also bring out the fact that uh, you know when we. Uh, try to deal with another person and the different characteristics that we, they have. We're also, in a way, maybe growing out of our own comfort zone. So I think uh, the real challenge is actually living with another person, you know, with their good side and their bad side, with their employability, unemployability, and the challenges which comes with their work and their personality. So uh, marriage as uh, you know, just attributing to adding something to yourself, it it's a lot of work. But then there are a lot of fruits or benefits that you reap out of it as well. So you get companionship. In turn, someone else is also accepting you the way you are. And uh, that's sort of a commitment. So it's it's way deeper than that. It's at the end of the day, we do really want to have someone, you know, who is just there for us. So it's like a human need, but it's nothing that everyone would feel the same way and secondly when it comes to a country like india you know like a, a reason why do we stick it out with a marriage sometimes a marriage may not be all that great but we stick it out because probably you know we've done the sat fare, like in the hindu tradition or we've taken a promise in front of god in a chapel or you know done it a religious kind of way so we do have those kind of religious sentiments attached to it secondly you know probably as to getting in, into a marriage is celebrated And getting out of it is is in a way you know looked down upon by society so uh sticking it out to a marriage has a lot of various factors which are in play and is the institution relevant today it's as relevant as you want it to be you know at the end of the day a marriage is basically a partnership so whatever you have is shared so if you can share it, you share it, and if you feel like it's at a point in which you do not wish to share it for whatever reason, yeah, you should step out of it. Yeah,
1: Stuffy. I, I mean, I agree with all three of you uh, in so many ways. That's and awesome. Uh, Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I see are why they? we are friends. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's so true, right? It's it's relevant depending on who you are. If marriage, a traditional marriage, is not your thing, and lifelong, uh, lifelong companionship is what you crave for, I feel like people should have the freedom to just do that, even outside of a marriage, have kids, outside of that. And these are very personal opinions, right? Um, also, I think, like your you rightly mentioned, Steffi, like just the taboo around something like divorce. Um, I think it's it's serious and it's unfortunate that uh, you know Indian society has so much pressure on how sacred the institution of marriage is, but like not in um, other ways around uh, the fact that marital rape Mm. is still not uh, illegal in India, like stuff like that. Um, I think that is super uh, important and those things need to be, they all kind of go hand in hand. If you're saying you're gonna make marriage relevant for intents and purposes, like practically it's important that everyone, for a society to be, stable for it there not to be like chaos or like freewheeling hippie orgies like oh sorry <laughs> maybe you can cut that part off but uh freewheeling like hippie lifestyle that people are leading and uh, you know for the society to function you need marriage then that makes sense but I think my biggest uh question there is around it's is it for internal motivations or external motivations that one is actually getting married right and if it is because of external pressure then I think it's not worth it because the other people in the society are not the ones who are going to stay in that marriage it's you who has to stay in that marriage so your motivations better be internal because you're the one who has to live through it um so i i like each to their own free will uh is what i'd like to say to uh, the relevance of it and uh and also like just just not for the societal pressure piece of
0: it Great, thanks for sharing that ladies. I think um, very interesting points all across and and I think that this conversation has been happening for at least the past few years now because I know even before that it was pretty much a non-negotiable that um, well everyone has to get married and there's no two ways about it but people are having more deliberate meaningful conversation around the topic and introspecting for themselves if it really is something that they would choose for themselves. Um, So, in finality, I want to try and wrap up this uh, conversation by asking each one of you, what advice would you give to someone who's asking this question, right? Someone who asks you, when are you getting married, beta? Right? What do you have to say to them? And what is your response these days? Like, how do you respond to that question? Kavari, maybe we can start off with you. Um,
2: I think the only... Um, it depends on who's asking me, but I think it's... Uh, I tend to... I used to... It, I didn't really like it, and it used to always irritate me, but now it's, it's more like, um, you know, pick your battles, let it go. I mean, just smile, and, you know, just try to get out of it. But, like, um, yeah, if, if it were my family, family, I would just be honest about how I feel, which is pretty ambivalent, and, but if strangers ask me, I'll be like, I don't know, maybe soon, maybe not. Depends on how I'm feeling, so I'll lie about it and get out of it. But I couldn't care less what so I say to strangers, but to my family, I prefer to be honest and tell them how I'm feeling, if I'm open, if I'm feeling open to it or not.
0: Great. Mostly not.
4: So. Mandara? Uh, my internet connection might be a little unstable, but... Um, we can hear yeah. it. Uh, so, um, I would actually, uh, recently I've not been asked this question. I think people are just staying away from it because people keep asking my parents and my parents are just like, Oh, she's doing her PhD. And I've basically hold myself in my room only writing and reading and occasionally eating and sleeping. But I would just... I would prefer if they just back off and it's none of their business, but obviously I do not say that out loud. I just smile at them like Kaveri said and politely I'm just like, um, I'm focusing on my career and I've not yet thought about it. So not sure is what I mostly say, but yeah, I genuinely feel like, um. They should probably change their question and ask something along the lines of, What are your plans in life? or What are you doing right now? or What are you interested in right now? rather than asking us, What, you know, when we are planning to get married? Because I mean, it all depends on the person, right?
0: That's great advice. I think those are beautiful questions and very interesting questions to ask someone when you meet them after a long time. Steffi.
3: Yeah, so uh, when I look at people with PhDs and who are doctors and in the medical field, I feel like, wow, they have it like straight eight years off. No one's going to bother them with that excuse. (laughs) And I feel like, oh, this just doing an engineering wasn't good enough. (laughs) But yeah, apart from that, like, uh, I've reached a stage right now in which, you know, because I am also looking forward (laughs) to getting married and finding someone. So when someone does ask me this, I just, I, obviously it's none of their business, but I candidly like push it off. I'm like, uh, I am looking and I I hope you are looking for someone for me as well. And then I just list out, he should be handsome. He should be very well educated. And this is the kind of salary package that I want. So that next time when they do ask me the same question, I'm like, uh, have you found someone for me? (laughs) So, you know, I try to uh, just play it safe in that way. And I try to put it on their head because obviously duh, uh, who doesn't want to settle down, whatever age, 50, 60, 40, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, everyone's looking for something good for themselves, but yeah, I always try to put it on them and just, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe they do find a nice guy for me. It's awesome. I love that you're turning it
0: around, <laughs> turning it around. on. Great them. marketing, Steffi. <laughs> Artie. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. I, yeah. I think these are such... Mandra, I really liked your advice. It was very practical. Uh, My advice... So, like, my response if someone does ask me this. First of all, to just set a ground here, like, I don't have anything against the people who ask me this. Often it is old aunties or relatives in uh, parties or marriages, wedding functions that we attend. And I totally see where they're coming from, right? They're coming from a place where they grew up in a completely different time, in a completely different uh, era, where women were not empowered, educated, or self-sufficient in the ways that we are right now. So for them, like, I see why they would still think that having a kid is still where you would de- derive your ultimate joy from, And which I believe, I- I'm sure, like, as women, since we have that power, we should exercise that in some way or another. I feel like, of course, we don't always need marriage to have kids you can have it outside of it as well given technology in today's day and age uh, but all, all i'm getting is, is i really respect them for that and also we are taught to respect elders but having said all that it really irritates me is what my first reaction is when someone does ask me that especially depending on my mood that day uh, second of all the assumption that they make um i think i think it comes from a certain level of assumption but it also comes from a place of not knowing us as people and assuming that marriage is utmost important for us right for them it might be but not for us and so that takes me off and also them not knowing our background histories maybe we've come out of in and out of like certain relationships that have that you know want us to be on a break and really find ourselves and look inwards so maybe we are very sensitive and that's period of time and are not really ready for marriage uh, maybe them asking the question really triggers me because I'm just like oh like uh, feminism and all those less kicking in so my immediate reaction is really like lately I've been wanting to say this but I haven't said this is uh, I just haven't found the right girl yet and <laughs> I'm so tempted to like say that to them because the only other thing that's wiser shocking or like super witty i mean it's a witty response but quite honestly if you're not married till 30 35 their assumption is that you're gay um they would assume that about not just women but also men they would just assume that oh the, but uh, that boy is definitely gay So no girl is, he's not able to find a girl so i think that's another layer of society where uh it's liberalism changing times all these things mixing up and all of that but what I really say is uh, first of all I don't attend wedding functions I didn't attend the last wedding function because I was just dreading this question and I knew I would I would just snap and I was just not in the zone to face this question even though I love my family and extended family and I love them I just this one question I would have just totally snapped. I wish there was and I think this is a great opportunity for me to present my views on this and hope they're listening. Um, so they know like that right now, like I'm, I'm excited about exploring the world. I'm ex- excited about exploring myself, my place in the world. Um, and finding myself really as cliched as it sounds. Uh, so I, my response would be just that I'm, I'm still trying to figure things out for myself and I'm trying to fall in love with myself and marry myself first before I, I really believe that you can't be a part of a twosome without being whole with yourself as a person. And, uh, that's what I'm really working on right now. So that would be my, that's response.
0: fantastic advice. And thanks for so candidly and frankly sharing, um, what you truly feel. I think it would have been easy to be politically correct and pleasing everyone and just saying what, you know, s- some version of, um, yeah, I know marriage is the best and I've, all of that. And I think you guys have a, have presented all sides of the story, how you personally feel, how your experiences have shaped that idea of marriage. So, thank you, first of all, for doing that. Super excited (laughs) um, that we were able to get four intelligent, bright, brilliant women who just happen to be single right now to share their views about this topic. Before we let you go, girls, uh, because you're on the Life of a Global Desi podcast, I have a question about what does the term Global Desi mean to you? How... And why do you identify as a global desi, if at all? If not, that's cool. So
2: I think global desi is someone... I think it has to do with perspective. You know, you can't be that, like... Uh, like, you know, the mandic in the koa. I don't... I think that's it's the exact opposite of that. I think you can... It doesn't matter if you've never been out of the country. It doesn't matter if, you know, you don't travel much. I think it's so much a matter of what you are aware of, what's happening around you, what's happening in the world. I think that's... That's a very global perspective to have, you know, I think, because I think uh, I've met people who, mm-hmm. who haven't probably been out as much, but who have that kind of a perspective, you know, who are pretty globally aware of what's happening and they have an opinion on it. And so I suppose, yeah, that would be a global day see someone who knows what's going on around them.
4: Yeah, um, I think similar to car, it's something like uh, living locally and thinking globally, like having the ability to sort of, you know, um, uh, have like an open perspective to everything in life, be it knowledge or fashion or, you know, uh, whatever, like any career. Like, uh, I think that is what is a global desi, a person who is able to live in their, like, Desi environment and be able to do something that is globally uh, affecting everyone, maybe.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Steffi, you've been to, like, double-digit number of countries. What do you think?
3: (laughs) So, yeah, the first image which comes to your mind when you ever think of global Desi is, like, this Indian who's come out of the country and, you know, who's, like, living the life and the big dream and things like that. But just as as beautifully brought out by Kaveri and Mandira, I think a global desi is someone who is uh, independent, educated, and opinionated, someone who is confident about whatever they feel, irrespective of how it is perceived by others. So I, I feel a global desi in today's scenario, and or even from before, you know, even in days when very few people would actually step out of the country, is anyone who can be anywhere, who is strong-willed and uh, who stands by what they believe. So that, according to me, is like what a global desi is. Fantastic. arthi <laughs> Yeah,
1: I love your answers, girls. Like, I think I'm falling more and more in love with you through this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think for me, um, a global desi is someone... Uh, the desi piece of it is someone who's of like... Indian subcontinent origin could be Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, Nepali uh, or uh, Sri Lankan. But I think what makes them global or what makes them a global desi is their ability to love without the idea of borders or without the idea of um, without the idea of other identities being stronger like race and ethnicity and all these other things. So basically this idea of being open minded open to learn curious being curious and uh, also s- how humanity would supersede uh, any of these other things that limit us as people so uh, how the soul knows no boundaries just that idea that we all are by the end of the day earthlings and um, i think uh, a person of this origin who can vibe at that level or uh, actually think on that level i think to me, is Global DC.
0: Fantastic. All such relevant thoughts in today's time and age, right? Where, uh, I mean, we see the world kind Mm -hmm. of being torn apart across all of these uh, borders and race and ideologies and all of that. And from what mm-hmm. each one of you has said i think all of all four of you are fantastic global daisies and global daisies in the true sense so thank you so much for living living that mm-hmm. and <laughs> and also like i said uh, sharing your thoughts so candidly i think uh, to all our listeners uh, what we're hoping to do is is really get the real um, thoughts of of people of um, you know the millennial generation who identify as daisies and and really just bring to force some topics that Thank we all you. shy away yeah, from yes. even talking candidly about so i'm so glad these four girls have been able to do that and thanks again for being on this podcast <laughs> really really appreciate it <laughs> woohoo thanks so much girls Yay. yeah i'm i'm, I'm sure a- nerve-wracking but but i think also just very candid and i feel like i've known you girls since you know you were in fifth or sixth grade but i think i've seen you grow into such beautiful brilliant and like women who have strong women who have a mind of their own and i'm so so proud of all all four of you thank
2: you that's so sweet thank Thank you you so
0: much thanks for coming on the podcast for for all our listeners if you have any comments to share about this crazy question that everyone thinks is their birthright to ask when are you getting married beta please (laughs) share your comments thoughts with us on lifeofaglobaldesi at gmail.com or you can listen to us on apple podcasts our social media stitcher spotify or wherever else you listen to the podcast keep listening and peace out stay curious and stay curious (laughs) bye bye Bye. hey Daisies. If you enjoyed this episode, then please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening to podcasts.
1: And drop us a note on lifeofaglobaldesi at gmail.com or our social media to keep up this awesome dialogue.
0: Oh, and don't forget to give us a 5-star rating.
1: You're so cheap. Why are you asking them for 5-star <laughs> ratings?
0: Well, I always ask for the rating I want, not the one I have. You know, like dress for the job you want, not the one you have. That's like the stupidest thing I've heard all day. Aarti, you're so judgmental. What? You need to stop being Listen, judgmental. I just
1: think you can't be so demanding. That's all.
0: You ask for what you want. <laughs>